Yes. Now, put the red one... No, don't, don't put the blue one back. Put the red one where the blue one was. And put the blue one where the red one was. I believe you two have met. I'm surprised to see you here. Right back at you. There's no guardrail on this. Come on! I highly doubt we'll find a donor with a higher M count, though. I'm not a joiner, Blue. There's something going on out here. They don't believe it on the core worlds, but it's true. These aren't isolated incidents. They need to be stopped before it's too late. But we can't do it without local support. That device has been planted as you requested. Good. You will be well rewarded in the new era. Welcome to High Tea with Mrs. V, and I'm co-host Stephen Garrett, the Star Wars Professor. I am co-host Brett McKenzie, the Everything Professor. Indubitably, uh, as you can probably <laughs> hear in my voice, I've uh, it's the end of the day, and I am very still very caffeinated, so this should be a fun one. And it's the end of 2020 almost, <laughs> and I am over it so you'll hear that in my sadness <laughs> um no much to be joyful for this thanksgiving week uh yes. and much to be thankful for in season two episode four of the mandalorian the siege yes yes that's uh absolutely a fun ride uh, this week, directed by none other than Carl Weathers, Grief Karga in the show, if you're unaware. So it was really a kind of one of those fun, just kind of action-y, action-forward, I would say, with with the Mando side of things. And I don't know, just a lot of, a lot of adorable cuteness from the child uh, this week with some just some fun moments, maybe to, again, I don't know, distance from, from Egg Gate. Yeah, we open with some fun uh, Baby Yoda uh, action as Mando appears to realize that you can't get good help at uh, most of the outposts anymore when it comes to ship repair. So he's attempting to train the child to uh, provide on-the-fly sh ship fixes uh, with that all-important first lesson that most dads teach their kids about, you know, uh, refiring your your dead car battery in the winter right um, exactly <laughs> take the red the red wire from where the blue wire was but do not touch them they're negatively charged <laughs> yeah otherwise boom which uh hold them apart <laughs> Fry, fry the little critter, but uh, there was, was some sneezing, some, some very adorable. Sneezing. Yeah, I just was wondering how, like, what do you do when you don't have a child-sized helper yeah. to get get in there and pull those wires? Because he was like eight and a half feet away from Mando down that yeah. micro hallway. I'm assuming it involved would involve moving like a bulkhead of uh -huh. some kind and. Yeah, I, I again, there's a lot of stuff 
with with robot arms yeah with engineering in star wars they very much don't try to like lay into like some of the like oh in star trek you have jeffrey's tubes and (laughs) this is how things are accessible to get to in like star wars as well as we later have a great joke there aren't guardrails to like giant plummets down to your certain doom yeah Uh, well so that yeah that's a good that's a good reference (laughs) for us to discuss later in this episode definitely um i was watching this is weirdly related um in the middle of a sleepless night this week as i pondered you know whether we'd have another president or a future or a covid free 2021 or you know life uh beyond this moment i watched um run on hulu uh starring sarah paulson Mm. um which is uh one of those um oh god what is it called uh where you have like a parent who is oh Munch Munchausen's by proxy, where you oh. have a parent who is like slowly, you know, keeping their kids sicker for their own mental issues. Oh. And so yeah, so Sarah Paulson plays a mom who's keeping her her daughter who's paralyzed, you know, paralyzed. And so her daughter's like this whiz kid who who comes up with some um robotic arms so that she can reach things on a high shelf and that would have been a really great thing for mando to have uh on the razor crest um so yet yet another reason that mando (laughs) needs a droid yes or to fix things a really smart chick yeah who could do with a much better parent than sarah paulson in that movie which by the way is a great like if you just want a movie where you don't have to have a whole lot of emotional energy like it's a good thriller sarah paulson's always great in these creepy roles and um the actress who plays her daughter is phenomenal and i think she actually is um uh has a physical disability the actress um okay. that plays the daughter so really great for rest rep- representation in film but um very much enjoyed um run so see that and then let's make sure that poor actress gets on to like mando so she can yeah yeah (laughs) much much better um to be a ward of a mandalorian than to be a ward of sarah paulson in this world yeah and and i'm also i'm also you gotta gotta, i love the droids and any 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 droid like l3 you know we have the voiced by uh phoebe waller bridge yeah i'd also be down i'd be down for that too like hey um speaking of phoebe waller bridge you sent me that thing this morning with the picture of the (laughs) the lando on the mando Mando. (laughs) exactly i was dying but yeah she would have been she would have been the perfect droid although she might might have a little bit more i feel like mando needs a droid that knows when it's time for quiet time you know sure yeah he's very <laughs> introspective uh, like i'm I'm we... trying to think um who's lando's other droid that's uh lobot right oh yeah 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 lobot yeah lobot's pretty quiet that would be a good match <laughs> for mando yeah. so. i i i we'll, we'll see i i agree though there definitely needs to be he needs he needs some like dedicated help not maybe just... he needs a clone you know like a clone style uh like some some rex bad batch style hey, pal i'm all for it and and maybe maybe we're gonna get some more clone stuff 
God, I hope so. Coming coming up with the cloning tanks that we see in the uh, so creepy base. Yeah. So after the after that fun interlude with at the very beginning with the child and Mando, I believe that goes right to the Cara Dune cleaning up some aqualesh in the former <laughs> former uh, base of operations for the children of the watch are we just calling everybody the marshal now who is that right. actually a, like an elected ah, position it's the marshal i know i mean it's just like i i don't know yeah. sorry i'm pouring some more um bubbly not champagne but bubbly the sparkling water drink uh so you'll hear Wildflow? that <laughs> yeah so that's so i guess he yeah she's the marshal of navarro, navarro city yeah. yeah navarro city proper now the green yeah. the green part of navarro right uh much like you know timothy oliphant is is now the marshal of i guess you know a green part of tatooine so yep there's marshals everywhere. Um, Mar- marshals doing doing marshal stuff on the outer rim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a pretty pretty fun fight sequence. I mean, there were no no prisoners taken in that uh, in that brawl. So that there was, was a prisoner released though. Yes, yes. There. That whatever was, whatever that was. <laughs> whatever that is. Yeah. That thing exactly. crawling up in her face. You could tell Cardoon was not excited to have a, a ear squirrel uh for a friend, but he was there. He was excited to meet her and uh yeah, right. not get eaten. Another, right. Another creature to add to the creature repository. Yeah. In whatever. I'm ho- I was hoping it was gonna be a ferric. I was hoping that was gonna be like <laughs> Oh, a dank oh. ferric. Dank ferric. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And is the ferric dank? Um but yeah, but, yay, but nay, we did not. Uh, we did not and find we, out what the ferret-like creature is. You know what, though, we did raise our dank ferret tallies. Though um, after last episode, uh, the the Mando Clando uh, mm-hmm. dropped a couple dank ferrets, and I do yep. believe Cardoon dropped uh, a few. I think, I think this so. episode. Yeah. So, I I feel like it's bound to happen. There needs to be a a ferret. A ferret. And you know we've seen nerfs, so we know that we've seen nerfs from nerf herders, you know. So like I, I'm assuming we'll get a dank ferric at some point as well. Uh, but that that is yet yet to be seen, or or it'll be explained in the visual dictionary coming out. This now summer. is dank gonna be the kind of adjective that we know it to be, meaning damp, musty, and typically cold, or is it going to have a different meaning and is a ferric like a like a fennec because to me like a like there's a fennec fox right so that's why fennec shand has the kind Mm of call sign or the um rather like the it calls to a fox type you know kind of sly creature that's appropriate for her character i feel like they're very close like in the creature manual uh yeah. a f- whatever a fennec is should be very close to a ferric <laughs> I, I i i wholeheartedly agree uh, with that uh one thing i wanted to point out after the after the cleanup and we get the mando landing very poorly or especially with his retractable uh, 
landing landing bridge thing not up fully operational uh, i did research the alien that turns out to be a traitor our mimbanese okay which is yet another callback uh to solo there's been a couple definitely of yeah recognize so them mimben is the planet that solo when he's an imperial trooper is fighting on that like where he meets uh, chewbacca and all that so the mimbanese are what where the what the empire was attempting to subjugate during that uh during that battle so it's interesting that as mimbanese are the like anti-imperial that you have a mimbanese sympathizer who yeah so that's yeah we find out at the end so anyway i didn't i first didn't i thought it was a new race that we were gonna have to be like that weird creature like mithril (laughs) yeah we still don't know what he is i know well mithril yeah we'll get to him we we get some more fun mithril body functions um throughout oh yeah yeah. uh this episode so that's cool yeah probably mithril i i feel like horatio sands probably got some collaborative and got some action uh as that was going but his character i'm so excited is back and just it's a delight to have him on screen um as the the fall guy so uh in our quartet of heroes (laughs) it's like later when he's trying to 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 like weld through you know through the door it's like these are like graded for plumbing yeah I I well there's a lot of grading errors too like um the so the tools aren't graded for plumbing the the um facility isn't graded for lava floods um yeah like or the kind of the caliber of explosions it's yeah um all right so let's keep moving then so we're at uh when we get mando back with his pals and mm-hmm. and of course um grief karga is now the creature that back uh four chapters ago he was convinced was trying to eat him as he healed the the poison from his arm um when those terrifying pterodactyl bat creatures yeah. tried to eat him actually it was uh the child who saved him and that turned the the course of actions in um chapter eight of season one uh now grief cargo and you come here little one <laughs> all uncle grief cargo now and Kara's, yep. you know pretty pleased to see him too obviously um they're very excited to show mando off to what they've done to i guess what used to be the guild's uh headquarters where you know, grief and Mando used to sit in booths and got shot up real good. <laughs> and now is a school. Yes. And what I first saw when, aside from the um, protocol droid teaching school, mm-hmm. which is a female voiced protocol droid um, yep. teaching school, was the girl with the Ray hairstyle. Yes. Yes. In the classroom, about the age that Ray could be at this juncture probably a little bit too old but i didn't know because it's exactly the three buns hairstyle could it be ray's mother maybe who knows i'm thinking i'm thinking it's i think it's just a popular hairstyle perhaps or maybe it was popular then 
yeah race wearing a hairstyle that's been out of style for like she's got the mullet equivalent yeah like, like nobody wears their hair like that oh anymore. no oh no where have you been living yeah that makes sense i'm sure her clothes are still probably also pretty yeah yeah well but no, that's, that, no, that's that, fine that that's a fun a fun like fun thing for sure that i didn't catch on the first watch through um and also we see when they're going into the school there's a monument erected to ig11 uh yes droid assassin droid yeah i i was uh so moved by that that i actually went back last night with sophie and rewatched uh episode seven and eight of season one mm. and sophie had not seen that those episodes i guess she because um episode six where they have the the prison the prisoner um yeah. episode was a little mature so she didn't watch that one and i think i never took her through back yeah because she just started watching season two with me and was like what happened to you know who's that guy and i'm just like oh that one's dead (laughs) you know nick nick nolte's no longer and yeah so she and i went back and watched it and really loved it and she was um very moved by ig sacrifice as well so but it was cool to see to go back and see um navarro um properly shot up as you pointed out um, yeah, they, man, they, they cleaned that up <laughs> real fast. Yeah, I mean the the um, e uh, what is it the e-rev e web cannon? E, the e web, yeah. Yeah, the e web cannon. Um, and and also we forget uh, we got the Cara Cynthia Dune, so we have you know her full middle name, which I didn't oh, know right. everyone yeah. even had. Um, she got a, a you know Cara Cynthia Dune of Alderaan, so yes. We don't know Din Djarin's middle name, um, but yeah, and uh, fallen magistrate Grief Karga was also a fun insult to hear Moff Gideon. Yes. <laughs> yes. You can see uh, Carl Weathers' uh, face acting is just so classic in this series, and I love it. And I'm so happy that he got to direct this one, too, because he really... yeah. He really lives into it um, in some of the later action sequences. Like, you can see he's really living his... Uh, like original series skywalker series dreams out right now yeah yeah um, no it's it's uh it's a great episode and i and i think too what's nice about it is that all of the characters all the principal characters and and then certainly the principal villain and secondary villain i guess with dr pershing is are people that we we know yeah so we, we didn't have to like go through a lot of setup yeah episode. i think that that was i i wondered if that was why they brought mithril back um mm, right yeah exactly yeah because i think that you are you run the danger of in every other episode this season so far has been predominantly new players mm-hmm. even if it's just a frog lady for the majority of the episode and um sure. you know they did just deliver a pretty big package last week with all of especially for people who don't watch rebels or don't watch clone wars um which i definitely you you know steven that i wasn't one of those people and now i'm just like binging five six episodes worth a night and went all the way back to the beginning of clone wars even though you told me i didn't have to because i I can't get enough now and it's like it's great i mean i think that that's part of the show's watchability is they strike a very good nuanced balance of old and new, not just within the Star Wars universe, but within each episode of Mando has that, yep. um, 
ability to to strike just the right amount of new creatures and old ones and familiar and unfamiliar and so yeah the school room i was looking all over the place i watched that scene a bunch of times like for clues and i was like oh do you see any like does anyone see like a young kylo ren or like anything but no i i realized this is like immediate aftermath of death star 2 you know we're not none of none of these children are born yet so we're just looking at the first class of kids having to deal with probably it's kind of like being in the first class of kids like after 9 11 you know to kind of just understand this yeah. new new world order weirdly enough they're not talking about anything important they're talking about the maelstrom outside the kessel run and trade routes yeah yeah um so which maybe that's important if you live out in the outer rim i don't know would those even be established at this juncture though i mean like that doesn't seem like a priority to me it feels like you should start with like hey if you see a person treat them decent (laughs) sure yeah (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't, we weren't in the like moral philosophy. uh, Yeah, or heroes of the rebellion, you know, I don't know, just basic history or ethics. I think the the only other like school situation in, in, well, obviously there's, there's like younglings and stuff, both in Clone Wars and in Attack of the Clones. Right, in the Jedi Academy, obviously. Right, Right, and you know, there's the whole like, the Jedi younglings are dead. talking about missing, you know, where's Kamino missing? And they're like, you know, they're talking about like esoteric things. And yeah. They're like five or six years old. Meanwhile, I know. Like, but still, it's like, ah, the Chandrilla trade route and then yeah. the Maelstrom. I'm like, these kids find that interesting? Like, I don't think so. I mean, yeah. clearly they don't. Like, they don't. looking at their faces, they're just, so they're, and of course, Baby Yoda comes in. So Mando brings yeah. Baby Yoda in because. Cara Dune seems very anxious to talk business, even though Mando's there just to get his ship fixed. So he's kind of like, I mean, and the credit between them is such that they've all saved each other's lives now. They all owe each other plenty of favors. I'm sure Mando is willing to do, you know, whatever it is, whenever is needed to help these people. But um, he's very reluctant to leave Yoda, even in a place that seems to be safe for kids. And every time he does this now with the frog people, you know, even with, um, I, even in places where it's not safe, like it, not necessarily safer for him to be by the great dragon, you know, I just always get so nervous because it's like, how many times are we going to be able to say, oh, it's fine because Mando will fight his way out and blah, blah, blah. So to me, like this episode came the closest to me having an anxiety attack over I, the, chi- the child oh, making it out okay. Oh, I, I 100% expected him to not be with Mando at the end. Yeah, yeah like Sam. Moff Gideon being like, I've got your baby, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> your baby is dead and I have his blood. I hate you and yeah. your friends are all dead and I killed your parents. Goodbye, goodbye now and I will eat your macaroons. And he just leaves. Yeah, yeah it was really, it was really, I mean, honestly, Stephen, in the, in the mental state that I'm in right now in 20, in November of 2020, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't enjoy watching it as much the first time as I did the second and third time because I was so scared. <laughs> it was just like, sure, please sure. don't do this to me. Like, yeah. oh, like I was, I thought that it was so great when that, I, I was actually com- like complaining 
two weeks ago when we did our recap of the the uh, passenger episode because I was like, this is fluffy. This is too like low stakes for me with these spiders. And yeah. now I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna kill us again. What am I gonna do? And baby, no baby Yoda. <laughs> like it just, oh god. But yeah, thank God. We'll we'll get to that later too. But so baby Yoda immediately not making friends in the classroom. Yeah. Um. <laughs> with it's it's great like i i sits next to the kid some somehow the only desk that's open in the class is next to the kid eating baby yoda colored macaroons yeah yeah which and and, and as soon as food is introduced we know baby yoda is going to get that food one way or another he's going to eat those macaroons Okay, so the the sounds of the cellophane crinkling and the the baby Yoda ch- chomping on that uh-huh. call back for me to Return of the Jedi when uh, Leia gives Wicked a cracker. Oh, remember yeah. that? Yeah, she said that's yeah. all she has. She's like, "You want some food? This is what I got." You know, and he's just like, mm. "Yeah, <laughs> that's." Um, so he sees the cookies, wants them takes them from the kid and now the kid is just like what the fuck nobody in that classroom though is like that kid's a goddamn jedi which to me is like come on like yeah that that's a little too suspension of disbelief like sure so yeah 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 no it's 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 certainly i would have thought like the the response would have been like more terror than right Or crying. You so took my cookies. Food yeah. is hard to find here. Yeah. Um, but that yeah. kid who probably has like rich parents who buy macaroons, uh, looked a little bit to me like Django Fett and probably <laughs> is an asshole who's gonna end up working for the Empire or the um Sure. You know, he's gonna end up uh <sighs> friends with General Hux one day. I don't know. So uh, yeah, it'll be one of those <laughs> the children of the first order. <laughs> Yeah, maybe yeah. he's a maybe he's a knight of Ren. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so uh, we digress. That's that's where Baby Yoda will be learning about uh, you know, the mail the maelstrom and the tra- the trade routes. Uh, while uh, into the next room where it seems like I think Myth Mithril is working as a debt collector. I, it's that, or he's doing like accounting. Like he's like the town treasurer now, working off his like three hundred plus years of 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 yeah. debt he owes. So, deputy deputy collections officer. Which is which? It's that's a fun thing that throughout the episode, it's like I'll take another fifty years off your sentence. Yeah. <laughs> you park your gills right there until I say otherwise. I'm starting to dehydrate, boss. Okay, how does thirty more years off your debt sound? Yeah. They really abuse the crap out of him in this episode too i mean oh, yeah you watching it you're just like come on it's so cringy he's not they like they treat him like a slave it's really yeah, bad. yeah. Oh. And, his, and his and his poor his poor speeder gets destroyed i know i know at yeah. least he got to ride in that cool thing you wanted to ride in though um yeah yeah so he so the best part though is he's like on a phone call or something and then the cam the shot that tracks him watching as mando enters and mando i mean you don't see mando's face but mando acknowledging uh and grief cargo just goes 
I believe you two know each other. Like, this is the funniest thing in the world to him. And uh, the the ink that kind of comes, like, it's yeah. almost like a squid inking. Like, pus, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, his face just, sh like, shits a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he's just like, oh, I didn't, you know, surprised. Oh, what is it? Mando says, like, oh, like, surprised to see you here. And and uh, Mithros is, like, right back at you, you know, just... Uh, yeah. So we find he's ingratiated to Grief Karga and the Marshal. And um, I'm not really sure. I, I don't know if that's like the town hall or something because they're well, they're like in the there talking. Office. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. The Marshal's office. They're in there talking talking business. They I don't know what because I was like, otherwise, why does this conversation have to happen in front of Mithril? It feels right. Like, is like, he within the trusted circle now of the city council or like this? Apparently, is, this is a lot of information for their driver to to know about um because yeah. yeah. he's like if he's just their ride um to the outskirts um so we see that they've done a pretty good job since we last were on navarro um yep. and but well yeah they think they've done a pretty good job except for the red zone which is a reactor base military base. outpost this is where yes. Moff Gideon came from. And then, of course, we hear them say, well, Moff Gideon is dead, but this is where his people came from, blah, blah, blah. And we think that they're they're trying to, you know, take all of the weapons that are stored there and get them off world. And it's like, we know Moff Gideon's not dead. They don't right. know. Even though Mando could have stuck around or, like, caught a glimpse of a hollow in the last episode, it, you know, had the timing synced up in the way that it could have, but right. it didn't. Right. Um, we we know that he's alive and well and evil and which is a problem for once Mando everybody finds that out. Yeah, yeah. It's one Sorry. thing I want to bring up about this about this base that I don't understand. I don't understand. Oh, I have many things I don't understand so, about this. The client, played by Werner Herzog. Yes the client has is has this like shitty office <laughs> and with like with also like uh, some medical stuff that dr pershing is is operating in with these like you know stormtroopers that are dirty and gross but meanwhile like five miles away there's a base that like everything is pristine why the hell aren't they operating out of that base Maybe they were, and that was just where they had to do like quick work, like because to get stuff in and out. Maybe. I don't know. Kind of like, like you go to the lab for like blood work, right? You don't go to the hospital for blood work. Sure. But just, who knows? I mean, it's just so dirty. It's also dirty. I know. And then the other Dusty. Place is, so, is so clean. So that's the only <laughs> thing that I just. I, I was rewatching the first episode with yeah. with my wife Amanda and uh I, that struck me as just kind of like it's just so weird that there's like this like awesome base that's like driving distance away. Yeah. That that uh I don't know. That's maybe like, maybe they're scared of lava like uh Mithra Mithralis. Maybe maybe. <laughs> You know what I liked rewatching um, those episodes with the client was uh, Werner Herzog's line when Grief Karga and Cardoon pretend that they've arrested Mando and they're bringing him in with the fake brand that doesn't have Baby Yoda in it. Mm -hmm. And Werner Herzog says, 
Shall we have a drink to celebrate the closing of our shared narrative? <laughs> it's just like <laughs> nobody talks like that. <laughs> Except probably Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog probably just like improved all of his yeah. dialogue. And then yeah. he's just like, you know, I'd very much like to see this child now. And then there he's yeah. like, he's sleeping. Yeah. We, we shall be very quiet, all of us. <laughs> yeah. It's, Idiots. It's wonderful. Uh, um, so yeah, so they gotta go. They gotta go check this thing out. Um, they're gonna take blow up the base. You know, the typical like, all right. Yeah, like, our plan is to blow it up. Yep. That's without, the good. Without outside of like, where are we gonna go? The front door. Yeah. So that <laughs> <laughs> there's just like uh, just like last time, right? When uh, Grief Karga told Cara Dune there were only four stormtroopers in all of Navarro. And there were four thousand of them. Yes. Uh, yes. We expect nobody's there. There should be right. maybe a guy at the door. We're gonna yep. bring. We're gonna bring this squid dude. Yeah. Uh, and we're gonna roll up in his speeder. And uh, want him to keep the speeder running. And uh, Mando doesn't like the look of something, so he jets up to the roof. Yep. While it takes like way too long tinkering to get into the elevator so some carcasses of stormtroopers fall off the roof so yeah. uh we know it's not empty yep. and then they yell at uh poor mithril some more he gets in the elevator oh yeah that's uh if he just keeps talking about the lava tide and sh and he goes i'll stay right here and she goes great well call us when the lava tide comes in we'll throw you a line right right <laughs> Right. Yeah. As if like, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a wonderful, just kind of, I think they do a good job of just quickly furthering the story because the episode yeah. is pretty short. Yeah. And... It moves quickly from that point on. Yep. Um, so this is where to me, this begins to feel very much like any number of Star Wars video games I played mm -hmm. on computers and any other platforms in the 90s and aughts like any anytime you enter a base right you gotta like yeah. get get a droid or somebody or a comm link and get a uh elevator do. yep get an elevator and this the sounds of the doors opening all felt very um like that that experience felt very nostalgic and fresh to me and um like t it was it was cool to I, see it played out in in live action um television yeah. and i think i think it's legitimately i feel like it's very intentional yeah um and because you're in it like there's not a, yeah. i mean there's a lot of scenes that you're watching in mando that you feel like you're watching like you're kind of on a surround stage and and it's cool because there's so much action and it's very cinematic but this is very focused the camera work mm -hmm. the look down the halls yep. um and that's also very much how Lucas shot all of New the Hope. original. Yeah, especially yeah. A New Hope. But anytime, and in Bespin in mm -hmm. um, Empire right. and in Return of the Jedi, anytime one was looking down a long hallway holding the blaster just, just so and using hand gestures, Han does this a lot, like to get people down a hallway, you know, it's very, um, it's almost like Goldeneye too, you know, it's, it's a very... Sure. Um, got my gun drawn and I'm like boop, ba -doop, ba -doop, going down the hallway of a military compound shooting bad guys kind of um, yep. feeling. And so we get, we get we get 
another callback to a new hope with the with turning down turning off the reactor yeah the generator. <laughs> yeah. yeah another yeah. another uh precariously high up like i don't whoever builds these things you know and that's also a callback to rogue one there's no guardrail um, on this yeah <laughs> I don't care. The funny thing yeah. though is like they're pushing him to go do that. They're like, you go yeah. shut that thing off. But then Mando's also like, if you Mando's watch got, that scene. Jetpack. But Mando's also like <laughs> helping him get back through the door before Mando gets through the door. Um, like he like kind of like puts his arm there to help him get back through. But then when they come out of that room, Mando's the first one out the door, even yeah. though he was helping Mithril and he was the last one to leave the room he's still the first one out the door and i'm like how does yep. that happen he's fast as fuck um yep. just booking it but yeah so they they of course are able to you know get you know they have the key that they find they shoot some people they yep. get the job done and then oh uh -oh. no we've we've stumbled upon some terrible secret <laughs> yes yes and this is where my my blood turned to ice and I was just like, oh, uh -oh. God, of course, this is exactly like in chapter seven when they realize that Quill is not going to get back in time to the ship with the child and they're all the way stuck and bunkered down in the middle of Navarro. And I'm just like, why is this happening again? You shouldn't have left him in that shady school with only a protocol droid as a teacher to protect all these children. Are yes. the other children all going to get hurt too? And I'm like, my, all of my my brain just goes to the worst place um, immediately Possible. when we see that video of Dr. Pershing and when he goes, this must, you know, this can't be recent because, and that video, let's talk about the content of the video. That's important because it's. Um, yeah. yeah. So we, we hear about M counts, so midichlorians. And if you haven't listened to our midichlorian podcast, Oh yes, it's a good, good time to, to you brush must. up on on M counts. Yeah, uh, you, you must listen. It's a, it's an important one. So they use the blood to get the midichlorians to try to do to test this on a subject, and we don't necessarily know what it is. This could be related to Allah Emperor clones. Exegol's very much up and running. The Emperor is there, right? And we know that at this point. Um, versus what we knew last year at this time of the year. Yeah. Uh, and so. Did you see any Snoke looking folks in those tubes? I thought I saw a skull that looked somewhat Snoky with kind a weird butthead looking. There's a, I, I saw it more when in the concept art that is shown during the, 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 the credit sequence. There's mm -hmm. a better look at that where it could be that. The only thing is, is just like, I know we see like Snoke parts in Exegol are just kind of like various okay. sizes. This looked more like human. Oh, there were, there were a couple of different body there types body in types those in tubes. Them. Like, but I just saw one head that looked kind of like. Kind of but, Snoke like Yeah. Yeah. So I, so they're needing to inject the, they're injecting midichlorians and it's not going well. No. Subjects. And so what are they trying to do by doing so to like, are they creating a vessel? I've seen stuff online say is Moff Gideon trying to give himself for sensitivity or are they trying to weaponize this to create like an army 
like there are implications at the end that maybe we're going to get yet another video game shout out uh to dark troopers yeah shadow shadow troopers which were which were were sensitive yeah um so there's a lot of implications here of like is this the same you know is this going to be a secret only the sith new type of thing where this there's alchemy involved but this looks far more far more um scientific than like chemical right well and we also have tie-ins though to rebels right because now that i'm watching this now that you've knocked me down this rabbit hole and i'm watching all of the ahsoka um storyline stuff where Mm, she's rescuing foundlings and and young creatures that are force sensitive across the galaxy um like in that one episode where she's fighting um i don't know if it was like brother five and sister seven or whatever but in that badass fight scene where she shows up and saves that guy yeah so like we know and they even have a conversation on this ship it's like her and um i don't know if it's canaan or something they're just having a conversation like uh i've i've seen this happening elsewhere where force sensitive families and children are being taken or hunted by you know Darth Vader and the Empire so we know that that's a thing that's been going on for even you know a whole trilogy before where we are now so right um it's also interesting we know that that they looked into doing a clone army the first order mm because it really feel it really feels first order it does and they kind of allude to it when like oh when the you know whatever the the like deck sergeant at the end is like you'll be remembered when (laughs) order or something like that comes. Uh, We know that the first order didn't go the route of, of clones. Yeah. Right. They, they went Hux's, Hux's father's method to, you know, essentially indoctrinate and super train crazy, create these like psychopathic children that became these officers and these zealots. So it's interesting that we're seeing cloning and the only yep. other cloning we know of is the Sith, Sith al- alchemical cloning that we see in Exegol. Right. In the Which has got to be connected to this. So, right. I think we that have, we don't have, we don't have little like chimpanzee uh, Sith creatures. We have the Kaminoans, com- but humans right. not, but wearing the badge of the, the Kaminoans. Right. Uh, doing the cloning so it's it's is this yeah so it's interesting yeah there's a lot more questions i have and it honestly this is not a place i thought that this season was gonna go at this juncture i thought we were gonna be well into jedi territory and not lingering in here but it makes sense if you think about in the broader universe where you know are they maybe a little bit trying to compensate for the retconning between last jedi and rise of skywalker mm-hmm. um by making you know that transition a little less clunky um through storytelling maybe. here uh in the same way that clone wars kind of fixes exactly a lot of stuff in the prequels and then therefore you know to make that jump of almost four whole films worth of time between the last you know Mm -hmm. technically the last like ahsoka time period to now and when you know if mando does uh, does safely reach her which we assume he will um hopefully i mean 
Oh, he will. He better. Hopefully, well, she's about to help out with the fucking party that's coming with him. Um, now that he's got oh, a I, I tracking device be, on the ship. I think there's going to be a Moth Gideon, Ahsoka Tano. There better be battle, and I think Ahsoka Tano is going to kick the crap out of him. Well, yeah, I think so too. And I also wonder if some of the other folks that Ahsoka knows that we've befriended along the way this season are going to show up because we know she's Maybe, got yeah friends well, is sabine gonna be in it is yeah did ezra return are we gonna get a thrawn return oh my god uh there's a there's some interesting things that i i i feel like they're opening i feel like this is this next episode so aptly titled the jedi is going to open up some a lot of a lot of doors um, yeah well i think that it would be um i don't know i i wonder if we don't get more bo katan because obviously she's got the relationship with ahsoka mm -hmm. um I think, I think we will because i think that they have a vested interest in if they find you know if mando's in real danger which i think he is going to be and obviously the child is going to be in real danger now that the entirety of that terrifying force that grief right. that uh moff gideon is sending after him he's going to need with, all of his friends yeah with this like army of potentially i'm thinking best car armored yeah. armored dark troopers yes and uh <laughs> against best car wearing good people plus jedi yeah um but we still, we still don't really know why man like mandalore is like we get some of the siege of mandalore obviously in in clone wars but apparently like it's like is it completely uninhabited like you can't go there yeah i don't know why that's the case and i so know maybe, maybe we're gonna maybe get we get fun... yeah maybe we get to go there we'll probably get another flashback to mando's early days too because yeah. um that didn't come till you know episode seven and eight of last season right. um, but we're already halfway through this season so i mean we're I getting know. we're getting into the meat of it and um i think every moment matters here on out there are a couple of things that i want to go back to in this episode sure. Yeah, um absolutely. that were more for the for the thrill of it less less plot essential but the the way they all get out of there um so immediately after viewing the hollow um cara uh sorry cardoon says that you know man needs a jet back he's faster that way um as soon as that happens we get the there they are blast them you know yeah. uh stormtrooper which is a callback to at least three other times yeah. that stormtroopers have said that throughout oh god episode episode four and six uh and rogue one and other places too so yeah. uh and it also says there they are blast and kind of implies that they uh were expected or at least there's awareness that these are the people that moff gideon is looking for and they're here so yep mando though we get an we get another one of these which uh john favreau delivered in uh the episode where Mando escapes Navarro with the help of the Mandalorian um, on, I think it was episode four of last season, uh, where he jets up to the roof and he does the Iron Man landing with his fist. Yeah. And uh, the little rockets shoot all the, um, the guys around him 
Yeah. Uh, so that was cool. Just I like it when he when Mando exercises Arcan. a solid Tony Stark landing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fun. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah, it's like straight up like amazing Iron Man parallels throughout yeah. all of Mandalorian. It's great. Yeah. It's a it's a really it's just another awesome reason why John Favreau is directing this series. Um right. And then we get a lot of very quick moving, um, more RPG feeling moving through the halls of, you know, Moff Gideon. I'm sorry. Oh, edit that out. Grief Karga, Cardoon, and <laughs> poor Mithril um, shooting their way out. And then they get back to the, what troop is this? Carrier. Troop carrier that they're going to use as their ticket out. Um this is where I believe we switch from the feeling of being inside of a Star Wars video game to being inside of the Star Tours ride. <laughs> um, like the original Star Tours rides, like not the um, all the new Galaxy Quest stuff, but Galaxy Quest. Oh, my God. Galaxy's Edge. Help me. My brain. Um, <laughs> and my own. Um, so they, yeah, so they are just that just that uh jettisoning off of the roof and yeah. and going down that's that's like the that is in every star tours video gotta have that drop yeah you yeah. gotta have that drop normally there's a, dro a droid like an r2 unit like screaming at the front when you're doing it or or c3po oh, no. yeah <laughs> and then you go into a canyon you know and you're you're going down a canyon um you know people oh oh yeah exactly and we get to see every kind of stormtrooper that we love including our yeah. favorite speed Scout, biker guys troopers, yeah, yeah getting blown up those guys that go like roaring down the side of the mountain too fast and blow up um yep. immediately but when um cardoon instructs uh grief cargo to get on the gunner is when we get our strongest uh, parallel to God, that was a very poppy p. Our strongest parallel to probably the most important black actor in the Star Wars series, Lando Calrissian, when he gets on the gunner in the Millennium Falcon in yep. Return of the Jedi. Yep. So, and even to the point where there's a woo after he he has that one shot where the gun comes up behind the stormtrooper that's about to jump into the yeah with the with the like grenade exactly so so good that was a very fun callbacky experience um, and then of course they're rescued from overhead by Mando, um, which is another callback to how the Falcon's always there to bail you know the luke skywalker in an x-wing out of trouble or you know uh come from behind <laughs> and save the day so you got you got a little bit of everything in this episode yeah. i think um yeah. from all of the films and really liked that um honestly i was just kind of like mando don't land just just keep going you know just go far away go find ahsoka <laughs> get the hell out of here yeah but only, um, but he's got a tracking device on his ship. I know. And um, the one other thing we didn't talk about was uh, Captain Tiva is back. Yes. Back again. Which is, which is, it's just yet again, like, got to take that police report of like, okay. And, you know, they're. Yeah. What they're kind of, being... what kind of martial are you? If you got to, <laughs> 
You got to answer to Captain Tiva. Come the fuck on. What's, you know, we get, we get more, we get a little bit more about, about, you know, Kara's family being, being killed. and Yeah. Everybody. Um, she lost, yeah. like, you know, he said, did you lose anyone? She said, I lost everyone. Yeah. Um, very powerful callback to the folks on, on Alderaan who perished in that moment that yeah. really, I think was when a lot of us got so bought into this being such a, a larger than life larger than one one system kind of mm-hmm. um storyline back in a new hope yep yep yeah and we find out that he's a member of the blue squad blue squadron mm-hmm. she calls him a blue which we don't see we don't get blue squadron in the battle of yavin but blue squadrons in the battle of scarif i think battle of jakku yeah return of the jedi so it was cool to kind of like you know, find out that Captain Tiva's been around for a while. One of the yeah. f- few that seems to have survived uh, these multiple encounters. Uh, throughout yeah, the- yeah, and, and and it does um, it, it does kind of provide some cover for. So he's portrayed by an, a Korean American actor. It gave some cover to the behavior in the previous. Um, time we saw him this season where he was you know it it was kind of unrealistic at first being like they're gonna let him go why did they just blow you know the razor crest out of the sky when they had a chance Um, but you think you've seen the kinds of things that Captain Tiva has fighting on um, Alderaan and in all of these massive battles with enormous loss of life. He's got a sense of humor still, just like, you know, and a little chip on his shoulder, just like Cara Dune does. Now we have some more story about him um, and and we can kind of understand why uh, he and obviously the pilot Filoni made uh, mm-hmm. Wolf in that yep. episode kind of probably got a little bit of, of a, a chuckle out of following mando into the spider pit from hell so um yeah yeah he certainly has has had his fair share of, of scrapes it seems like yeah uh, so it's i i think um sorry what were you gonna say no just we kind of get we kind of get that insidious before we do that long pan out away from from cara dune after she gets the like was look is it a metal or I don't know if those tags are metal. Yeah, or... it's like a it's like a beacon or something um, yeah, that she can, I don't know if it's a button or a call a call. It, it reminds me of of sort of getting the signal out at the end of uh, Last Jedi to oh, yeah. supporters yeah. in the galaxy. Um, well, and that points to he he seems to be picking up on that. There's some shenanigans afoot. Yeah, things are. That the, and the core world is like, is just not, which we we get in I think bloodlines uh, mm-hmm. as well the book like, yeah I'm going back Leia, through that now. Leia and, and and her and her people that she's you know, with the resi- kind of the forming of the resistance is just being like, there is stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, but, but the first order has implanted itself into the, the yeah. Republic. So, I think it's kind of we're gonna we'll probably start we're probably gonna get a. We'll, we'll get we'll get some straight up first order stuff or yeah maybe they'll start calling themselves the first order yeah and i think that's gonna be 
probably where season two to season three, um, you know, because Mando's been re renewed for a third season, that's going to be where um, we really start to rev up towards the events of Force Awakens. But, you know, it's not, it seems as though the Force is already awoken, at least within this little one, and finding yep. out what we uh, what we can about the role he has to play. It'll be very interesting to see um, because he's not a character in <laughs> right. in that universe. So something happens and whether he goes off to live happily ever after with Mando undercover or some other fate befalls them, you know, still yet to be seen. And um, one of the, they're, they're probably going to be a thing where like, see, the Razor Crest was in, we've, we've yeah, in that, added in it the in to the end of, uh, end of Rise yeah. of Skywalker. Yeah, they were in a celebration party. On, hey, didn't you see the, that little green dot over there? Maybe they were on that planet Lando's hiding out on where the um, snakes are. Because, you yeah. know, there's like maybe Mando just lays low in places where there are pits filled with reptiles until the maybe. end of his days. Or maybe he's back on Mandalore. Maybe he rules Mandalore. Who knows? Yeah. Well, <laughs> to be, to be, to be uh, maybe they're to... Maybe they went back in time. Well, that's not. I mean, they they've done that in Rebels, so let's do the time warp again. We're gonna go through the like that realm, that yeah. realm, which world between worlds. Din Djarin is actually Luke Skywalker or Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> hey, well, I, I hear. I mean, I know that that like time travel is a big part of the new holiday special. I haven't watched it yet. I have so, to watch that too. Still, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I don't know that that's a hundred percent canon, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah well we'll find out yeah and so i'm hopeful we're going to get to see some of these dark trooper shadow trooper cylon looking troopers in action in uh, dave filoni's upcoming episode this friday i i can't wait i'm just so i'm so i'm pumped. so excited i'm very excited that that's like especially because thanksgiving this year is so different for all of us right. i think that's right. something that i'm very grateful for that's coming yeah. that evening and for me um really excited to be able to watch it and have the day off to rewatch it endlessly yeah. i'm looking for an episode not necessarily the finale but i would really like to have an episode that is an epic space battle sort of like the you know the kinds of battles that we're used to in the original trilogy at the end where yeah. there's stuff happening on a planet and there's stuff happening in space and there's a massive lightsaber there's a, duel there's a, yeah duel there's gonna yeah and I, and I, there's I, an I, rescue I, yeah it's gonna be i'm it's yeah it's gonna be great i'm, I'm very excited to see how this and i want timothy right oliphant back too if i'm gonna be allowed to just put in requests hey, here i'm hey i i, I I think so. I think we're gonna get. I think we're gonna get more, uh, more, more, more martial action. I hope so. Yeah, might as well get the whole like troop of marshals together. Yeah. Get that uh, squirrel. Get that ferric fennec. That ferric dank thing. dank ferric. I'm just gonna start calling army. Them yeah, get the army of dank ferrics to fight them, the dark forces, yeah. and. Yep. Um, yeah. Well, we'll we'll have uh, much to say the next time we speak. But I hope you have yes. a happy Thanksgiving. You too. Yes. Enjoy. 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 Enjoy it how you can. I will. Maybe we'll add yes. some macarons to the table. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's a very tea party appropriate snack. Right. A hundred percent.
And we will talk to all of you after our feast and have a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you so much for listening.